The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. <laughs> Welcome to Burning Welcome to Burning in Hell. Ooh, thank you, Hannah. I was, love to burn in hell. With was you. that creepy of me? No, not that creepy. You're not scared of me at all, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> I'm trying to be intimidating. No, I'm sorry. I'm not intimidated. But you're so adorable. How could I be intimidated? Oh my god, thank you. I did get dressed up for you. I put lipstick on. It looks good. I'm thank all about you. a girl in red lipstick. Speaking of girl in red lipstick and ponytails. That's right. Margaret Josephs from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Yes. And also the Macbeth Collection, multi-million dollar company. That's me. That's this, the Marge right here. The Marge Powerhouse in pigtails. Here. Powerhouse in pigtails. Now, you've lived a non-traditional life. Absolutely non-traditional. You're sitting here. You have a big Instagram. You're on a, You're starring in a show. People look up to you. A lot of women your age would be like, damn, the Marge is crushing. How do I be more like the Marge? Yes. However, I did some research. <laughs> You've been through some dark shit. Dark shit. Yes. The Marge has been knocked down, but she gets back up again. That's the good news. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to be like a ball. Once you drop, you got to bounce back up. You were with your husband for 17 years. I was. The lovely Jan Josephs. We love Jan. Then, and you had children. Tr- children, birth and step. And then you fell in love. Fell in love with the contractor. With the contractor. Lovely Joe Benigno. We love Joe. I love all Joes. But it's funny because you said it on the show and everyone kind of laughed because it's funny. But when I listened to it, I was like, it's great that she could laugh at it with her friends now. But that must have been a tough time. It was a very tough time. And I think people, you know, I make light of it now. Mm-hmm. And of course, I think that's something I do because when things are hard, I try and make light of it to make everybody else feel better. And I think that's what I do to make myself feel better. Mm-hmm. But no, it was a very hard time because... It tore apart my family. I had the most amazing family, just a shitty marriage. Mm -hmm. And I adore my ex-husband to this day, Mm -hmm. but we didn't have a great marriage. When did you realize it was shitty? Um, You know, not too far into it. I mean, after I, after I had my son, it was, we were very tumultuous. It was a lot Mm. of uh, fighting to, you know, make up, you know, you break up to make up. It was a lot of that. Did you grow up in a household where there was a lot of fighting? Uh, no, my mother was single. I grew up with a single mother. Okay. And she was very kooky, very 1970s, very bohemian, mm-hmm. out all night, not a traditional upbringing whatsoever. Okay. So I was raised by wolves. I could have been a drug or strip, uh, you know, drug actor stripper. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with a stripper, no, you know. Make a lot of money, uh, Cardi yeah. B. Yeah, exactly. I'd be happy, you know, if someone paid me to take my clothes off. <laughs> but truthfully, <laughs> it was not... It was very 1970s upbringing. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, yeah, people probably would have called diapers. I was letting myself in the house at second grade. Mm-hmm. You just did that shit. It mm-hmm. was not a big deal. So you didn't grow up with someone telling you what you should do. You you had like your own intuition. Yeah. I was, I basically raised myself. My mother was working. I'd let myself in. I didn't want to go to my grandparents' house. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, yeah, free to be me. That's really That's what funny. I was a doing. A lot of these millennials have helped 
I say these millennials, like I'm not one, but we have helicopter <laughs> parents. Like I grew up, my mom's Italian. She'd she's a little OCD, and she'd clean my room. She'd make sure all my my you know sports practice is set and my homework's done. And sometimes I feel like I didn't fully know what I wanted because I was always doing what my parents wanted. So it took me some time to understand my intuition. Like I've been in relationships a little too long. Yes, because I, I wasn't listening to the voice in my head that was like, "This is wrong." Yeah, but it wasn't my a healthy situation. Hot, so I'm like, oh, I guess it's right. Yeah, you want to make your parents happier. It looks good to everybody else. A lot of people didn't want me to get divorced. And I didn't go into my marriage wanting to get divorced. My marriage wasn't traditional either. My ex-husband's 20 years older than mm-hmm. me. He had custody of three children. I wanted to have a baby. I wound up having a baby. But it wasn't what I it was what I signed up for as a family, but yeah. it wasn't what I signed up for as a marriage. Did you think he was the one? I yes, I was madly in love with him. I could still say to this day my first wedding was one of the best, you know, top 10 days of my life. I thought you could say top 10 weddings I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you get it, girl. <laughs> no, it was a beautiful affair. I was very happy. Yeah. My my two stepsons walked me down the aisle. It was a magnificent day for me, but it wasn't the marriage that I wanted. Because people always say, you'll know, you'll know when he's the one. But then I get freaked out when someone like you is like, I thought he was the one. And seven and a couple years later. You know, he was the one for many years. And he was the one I should have had my children with. And then he was not the one I should spend the rest of my life with. You know what? I love that because I grew up in a traditional home where it's like your parents get married, they have kids and that's it. Where it's like you are changing so much as a person you might not always find the person that's going to be your forever and that it's okay. I agree. I absolutely agree with that. And I think it's abnormal to think that people don't change. Either you grow together or you grow apart. My mm-hmm. ex-husband was much older than me. Mm-hmm. He was a mature man already. I was 24. And you probably he was, love that. Yes, he was 44. Mm-hmm. By the time we were older, I was already in my 40s. He was in his 60s. Do you like younger guys now? No. <laughs> No, my husband now, Joe, is also older than me. He's, he's, older. Ele- he's 11 years older than me. Because men are like squirrels. They're, their brain doesn't form. No, no. They're very immature. Mm-hmm. Most men are immature, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. But I'm, I've always been attracted to older men. Mm-hmm. And Joe was who I was meant to be with. And mm-hmm. I and my ex-husband's one of my best friends in the world. I adore him. He's an amazing father. Was he supportive of your business? He was supportive. Of, he was involved in my business. When did that start? I started my company in 1991. So you'd already been married for... I was married for... I got married... Oh, my God. No. Did I start my company in 1991? No. Am I nuts? I got married in 94. Okay. I did not start oh, my so company. Oh, so you... No, I'm crazy. Okay. I started my company in 2001. Yes. 2001. I met my ex-husband you know in 1991. I got married in 1994. Okay. And I started my company in 2001. Okay. Do you think starting your company changed you a little? I think starting my company changed me. I was a dress designer in the Garmin Center. I saw FIT Girl, right? FIT Girl. Mm-hmm. I left after a little while after I had my son. I started my own company. And it really started taking off about then. My ex-husband got involved in it. We sold everybody. We were in the home industry. We we sold Neiman Marcus. We sold Saks. It was all very custom, monogrammable and all that stuff. Yeah. But it really started killing it in 2009. My marriage was going down the tubes. My business start, was going Isn't up. Isn't that crazy how that happens? Mm-hmm. I was a tennis player and they always said that in college, you either have two out of three things working, like tennis, social life, school. You can't have all three, which is fucking annoying. But I know. Why can't we have it all? We Well, I think we we can but you have to change the situation sometimes. Yeah, you have to change the dynamic. Exactly. But I, it's true. I have a, I have a great business. Mm-hmm. I have a great marriage. I have great friends. But there's always something. Like yeah. people know two of my children to, that I, I raised 
we're very disconnected. Mm-hmm. It's very heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. But there's always something. Yeah. Did you have an entrepreneurial like bug or were you always kind of did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur? I just felt like I always wanted something of my own. I worked for someone else. And then I said, let me start this business. I never knew it was going to blow up into something. Mm-hmm. I That's just, the best ideas that just come and they're organic. You're not forcing it. I was always super creative. I always wanted to do something. I love working for myself. I'm very non-traditional. First mm-hmm. of all, I'm not a morning person. I can never sit in an office all day. I could barely get out of my bed. I work in my pajamas till like I 11 every day. Because all these, if you go on Instagram, all these entrepreneurs are like, you got to hustle and grind. You got to wake up at 5 a.m. And it's like, sorry, my brain doesn't work till 10. That doesn't make me a lazy piece of shit. No, because I could stay up all night. I'm, I'm up very late. I'm a late night girl, but mm-hmm. I like to sleep late when I can. On mm-hmm. the weekend, I'm definitely, don't call me before 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. I'm not out of that bed. I mean, <laughs> if I have to have an early morning meeting, I'll do it during the week when mm-hmm. I have to. But I'm all about the hustle. I love that. But it sounds like you're very in touch with yourself and what you want. When did you start? I like to call them the whispers, which is that voice inside your head that you can either ignore or listen to. When did you get the whispers that you wanted to leave your relationship? Especially you're in a town. I'm envisioning a small town, a yes. community where everyone knows ten each other. Ten of fly. I call it ten by five. Oh, Everybody yeah, ten knows. Of fly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, when did you get that whisper? I knew in my late thirties things weren't good. We went to therapy mm-hmm. and I wanted to, we worked on it. We definitely worked on it. It's not like you just throw in the towel. Mm-mm. By the way, no one leaves a happy marriage. I don't care what anyone says, oh, he cheated on me, this, that. Yeah, there's assholes and, and scummy guys out there or scummy women. But the truth is, no one leaves someone happy. If you're not happy, those things don't happen mm-hmm. if you're happy. Mm-hmm. Relationships are a lot of work. I was in my late 30s. I knew things weren't good. We were working on it. And even though my ex-husband really didn't want the breakup, he couldn't have been happy either. If I'm not happy, if one person's not happy, believe me, the other person's not happy. Yeah, that's not love. Love is like a two-person. It's a two-person thing. It's, yeah. two, it's two people. You could like how it looks on paper. He likes walking around with you at parties. But Yeah, I, we were amazing at parties. <laughs> By the way, I'll tell you, we look great. At, we look good at a party. I was dancing all night with somebody else while he was sitting there, you know, talking to people at the table. You guys look so confident. In yeah, each we, other. Lo- we looked at, you they know, don't even need to be with each other. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We were great at a party. We were social. People liked to be with us. Mm-hmm. But we'd go home. You know, if we were on a vacation, I'd be setting up the beach chairs. He'd be at the gym. Yeah. When, it was, when did the sex stop? No, that really didn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to know because some no. people go, oh, when you stop having sex. I'm like, I know a lot of happy people stop, who don't have sex. No, it could stop having sex. I mean, I was still into him sexually, but it wasn't about it Sounds the sex. like it was fiery. Like It was a fiery relationship. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to say it was because it wasn't about the sex. With him, it was more about the emotion. It was, I just didn't want to be the Bickersons. And that's mm-hmm. what we were. And everything, if I left the, if I lost the car keys, it's like I killed his parents. Uh-huh. Why, you don't want to live your life walking was, on eggshells. It was a very eggshell life. I would hide the packages in the trunk of the car. I'd be like, shit, Jan's going to have a fucking freak out. I shopped. I did this. I did that. You know, I'd hide all the packages. Joe mm-hmm. is like, go, sh- you know, buy stuff, go shopping. He loves to shop with me. He comes in the dressing room with me. Mm-hmm. He's a doll. He's a best friend. He's my best friend. He is... He's just, he's just more, he's just easy. He accepts me for who I am. Mm -hmm. Jan loved the image of me and, but he didn't love who I really was. Like he loved to look at me. I'm the greatest Margaret. You're the best mother. You're great. You're fabulous. I was very, my in-laws, I had to say were the best. You know, you look fabulous. You look this. Well, this, 
is exactly who I am. But everything about me wants to change. You spend too much money. You're fucking crazy. That you know, and he still says that to me, even mm-hmm. though I know he loves it. Mm-hmm. It's just not what he he and really wanted. And that's almost maybe how he's showing his love. But it does. It makes you feel a little empty because you don't feel like you can just be. And you have found another guy who doesn't think that, that stuff. We annoying. were meant to be together. No, that stuff was. It was Wait, but just how showing did you him. know this contract and you were meant to be together? I just that, honey. You'll know. You'll just know. You'll feel it. And when, just like and the by, way he and was, I knew I was in trouble. The way no, he was contracted. We were friends first. No, when he was contracted, <laughs> when he swung that hammer and pounded that I knife knew. into the wall. No, it was we were friends first. He was doing work in my home. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't happen overnight. It's not like okay. all of a sudden he walked in my house. It was like bend over, let me clean your pipes. I envisioned it, like sounds, desperate housewives when like the new plumber comes in and she's like, "I will ravish you." Yes. No, it was nothing like that. We were friends first. Okay. We had deep conversation. It was. It was much more intense and mm-hmm. it was, we were just on the same page. Did you feel like he just understood you? He understood me. He understands people in general. What he looks like is not what he is on the inside. I thought he, he's funny. He's hysterical. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like this tough contractor and he just knew everything about celebrity gossip, which I thought was very, very funny a long time ago. He knew at the time, Lindsay Lohan was having all this drama. He's like, oh my God, do you hear what happened with Lindsay Lohan? <laughs> I was like, are you like a girl in a so guy's he, body? Are he you likes fucked up? You and I'm a gay show? man in a girl's body. That's so funny. He loves me on the show. He's he supportive. thinks I'm hilarious. He's very supportive in anything I do. I think he loves being on the show, which I think is so funny. That's He'll great. do anything. He's do you know not shy. you know kind of bullshit you'd have to deal with if a guy was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I don't like when you go on red carpets. I don't like when people know who no, you are. He's nothing like that. He's so super supportive. I mean, he's always on boob patrol. I mm-hmm. will say that. He's mm-hmm. anti like any, you know, boobs mm-hmm. constantly out on display. He's always mm-hmm. like, hide your boobs. You're going to have a nip slip. He's a little <laughs> jealous that way. But besides that, he's I fine. I like a little jealousy because I've had guys who haven't been that jealous and I'm like, do you want me? Yeah, I know what you're I saying. I want a little. I want jealousy. a little. I want a little like they grab you. Like, what do you do? Yeah, because I'm not going to flirt inappropriately, but I like to know that you don't want me to. You don't. Wa- I think I'm you're not right. going to do it, but Are I want you to know that you don't want me to. Yes, of course. Yeah, Joe. But I think it's funny that Joe thinks anybody would want me, including gay men. Now I feel like I understand you a little now, but now I want to get to know you a little deeper. In terms of course, of, you've been through all this stuff. You're so strong, but what gives you day to day anxiety? Day-to-day anxiety. Mm-hmm. I, I think business things give me day-to-day anxiety. I'll tell you mm-hmm. why. I support a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of business shit. Mm-hmm. And when a lot of people rely on you, mm. it's very stressful because you don't want to let anybody down. And I want to make a lot of people happy. And that's what gives me day-to-day anxiety. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of business. It's been in the, you know, especially when you go on a reality show, there's nothing to hide. I've had lawsuits in business. I've taken very bad hits. And a lot of people rely on me for their income. And it's that is very stressful because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not, I, you know, I'm paid by other people. I'm in licensing. I have to make a lot of people happy. It's a lot of maneuvering, a lot of ass kissing. Sometimes you don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Put on a happy face when you don't want to in business. You got to show up whether you don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, some days you're not feeling creative. Public image is very, very important in in certain business. You have to have a social, you know, a certain decorum. Luckily, I'm not a train wreck and a, and a lush. Thank the Lord. <laughs> um, I get a very bad headache. That's why I don't drink. I'd admit to anything, by the way, no prior history of uh, alcohol mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. But I think that's what gives me day to day stress. My business gives mm-hmm. me day to day stress because it's a it's, it's a lot livelihood. of people. It's my livelihood. I have a lot of people to feed. And I want to make those people happy. But it sounds like you'd prefer that kind of pressure 
than not being able to provide. No, I, I prefer that kind of pressure. Because you could always say, fuck this. I want to go move to Mexico and drink pina coladas all day. No, I could. My husband, thank God, is successful. And mm-hmm. I could just live off that and not worry about anybody else. But I built this machine. Mm-hmm. And now I have to keep it up. Mm-hmm. So be ca- very careful what you wish for. That's the, mm-hmm. sometimes what I say. And people on the outside think, you know, you, you have this business and people think they know business. People don't really understand business when you work for yourself and what happens. And I always say, you know, even with my lawsuits, you know, the law isn't always justice and you're involved with people and, and, you know, you take it the way it comes and, and that's just the way it is. But I've been knocked down numerous times. I've owed my lawyers close to millions of dollars mm-hmm. and I've, I've paid it. And I've had amazing years where I'm tripping the life fantastic on the same parts three times. And I've had years where I haven't taken one fucking vacation. But I always do it with a happy face, and I and I li- and I do live my life to the fullest, mm-hmm. and I try and help have my family live life to the fullest because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm never really worried about tomorrow that way. I always live in the it moment. It takes skill to do that. Yes, I. My ex husband says to me, "Goes, I don't know how you're so fucking happy every day," <laughs> and I always say, "Because you know what? You never know what's going to happen tomorrow, well, and Mike- you have to live like it's your last day." The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. It was risky for you to do reality TV, given that if things went bad, you know, people always get very scared about reality TV, the mm-hmm. edits, the producers, mm-hmm. whatever. Were you afraid that you going on could potentially hurt your income of your business? No, I felt like it could help it because a lot of people didn't know about my brand. Mm-hmm. It was a down low brand that we sold very large retailers. So you were wholesale. I was a wholesale, wholesale and licensing. And I have a very small, tight team Managing That's those deals that you trust. I trust my team implicitly and re- managing those deals sometimes can be very stressful. I work with mostly men in those deals. Which Do you is- have any advice for women who are going to a meeting with only men in the room? I say just be yourself and don't try and be a guy. Just just absolutely be yourself. And you don't have to be a bitch mm-hmm. to be a boss. I love that. And then I really believe that because I don't think pretend, I'm a bitch. Yeah, you don't have to pretend that you know everything that happened in the football game on Sunday. And no. you don't have to scare and threaten everyone like you're their mom. You And you could just and go hey, in and be authentic. Yes. Be just, nice. Just be, it, there's nothing wrong with being nice. But don't, people, sometimes I think it's better to be underestimated. And I think that's what happened to me also. I'll mm. go into room, oh, who's this dippy blonde with the pigtails and this? <laughs> and then, you know, and then you could bowl right over them. You and I think that's helpful. Under promise over deliver. Yes. I love that. And be underestimated. I love it. But you are very confident. I could just see how you carry yourself. But what are you actually insecure about, physically or emotionally? Physically, not that much, because mm-hmm. I've become very comfortable in my body. Did you used to be? I used to. No, I. Like your 20s are hard. 20s are hard. I mean, listen, I never loved my legs. They're little mm-hmm. pulkies, but I deal with it. You know, it's, I'm never that devastated. Listen, now my tits are sick. What am I going to do? My husband doesn't want me to get a boob lift. Mm-hmm. Physically, I don't Why get, not? Why doesn't he? He's like, I love your boobs the way they are. What are you, crazy? I don't want those fake knockers. Da, da, da. So what am I going to do? I think that's so romantic of him. It is, but it's annoying to get dressed. <laughs> all my other girls are like, all my other girls are like getting dressed, not wearing a bra, and there I am like trying to strap 
backlash, showing back facts. Mm-hmm. I get, you know. But he totally, loves you he for loves all me of that. you. I get insulted on Instagram. They're like, your tits are deflated. This, that, you know, I'm like, relax, oh people. So relax. I don't, you know. So I don't get that insecure about the way I, I love look. that because some of my friends will complain about, oh, I'll be like, oh, your boobs are great. And they're like, when I get older, it's going to be horrible. And it's like, you know what? Is it really the end of the world that your tits aren't I, like straight up? I think it's abnormal for everybody to look like a cookie cutter. Whatever happened to aging gracefully? Whatever happened? It's like, I'm, I'm okay with plastic surgery, yeah. but I don't think people should look like a blow up doll. I don't think you should try to change how you look. I think you should learn yes. to like how you look learn how, and if unless, you age naturally it's nice yes. listen if you have the hugest nose in america yeah you can get a nose job yeah. if you are totally not happy with the way you look but to transform yourself to into a totally different person yeah and everybody's starting to look very homogenous i don't like that at all it's true it's horrible they all look like a different kind of cat yeah a di- yes a different kind of a cat. different breed of cats a di- yeah and with and the they're huge pretty women these are beautiful women that want to be something that's actually on instagram and filtered yes you can't go to your plastic no surgeon there- and say i want to look like this fake thing that's been edited to make her eyes bigger and her nose smaller that's not human it's not human and like with an the alien. big fake lips and i don't give a shit most of the people have cellulite it's unless so i'm just in their 20s I'm imagine get- in your 20s yeah. getting unless you're my castmates i will say i mean most most of my castmates don't have cellulite I think I'm the only one that does. I'm going to be honest. But they're all like, they are really Italian. They have olive oil in their skin. It's true. I mean, that's the only thing that pisses me off about them. Speaking of Instagram, I want to play a quick game called Instamosity. Instamosity. Because I know that you must have to deal with some Instagram stuff, as in get harassed on Instagram all the time. Oh, all day. We just see you as this big Instagrammer, but you are also scrolling on Instagram and having your own emotions. Yes. So first question. Do you remember one picture on instagram where you looked happy but you actually weren't where did i look happy and i actually wasn't i'm sure at some event there was some tragedy i can't even remember where i was um oh yeah you know on the night of watch what happens live mm-hmm. i found out afterwards they took a picture and uh siggy had um i'm gonna be honest i've re- released my divorce papers had my divorce, someone on my cast, and it was somebody, rumor has it, I can't say it was definitely, but had released my divorce papers, and they didn't want me to know about it the night I went and watched What Happens Live, and my publicist, Michelle, everybody hid it from me. So afterwards, they took a picture with me, and I had found out about it. Wow, and it's funny, because other people are looking at, like, wow, her life looks amazing Yeah, and I was on Watch What Happens, and I was perky and jovial, but they released it. Wow, how'd you cope with that? I was pissed that night afterwards but I, I held it together i mean listen it was i dealt with it it's whatever it was like, that was something very private because i keep my um children very private yeah yeah and i respect that you have to have some kind of boundaries i have boundaries with that because they didn't ask to go on this show they didn't ask for it and i respect that of them do you think they will ever warm up to it no <laughs> no hands down no <laughs> It sounds like there's kind of this war between you and your kids as in you're like, this is what mom needs to be happy. And then they're like, well, this is what we want. Yes. This is what we think you should do for us. Yes. And I think that's also what it is. I think they're just like, well, you don't you're not thinking of us, you know, certain ones. them. And I'm just like, I'm at that age. You guys have your own identity. I have my own identity. I'm not going to force you to do anything. You can't force me to do anything. I gave up my a big part of my life. You guys, I got you up out successful yep now check 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 check. everyone's good now i do my thing now that they see you happy with joe 
Do you think they understand the divorce more? I have um, numerous children. Mm-hmm. The two that aren't talking to me, um, I think they're very still very sad about well, it. They want you to be sad with. No, your I ex? don't think. That, and I, my ex is very happy. He's yeah. a lovely girlfriend. Uh-huh. I just think families are complicated, and they I are. think their own their own mom. I they grew up with me after their original parent you know their birth oh, so mom. this was their second hit this was their second hit even though they were much older and i think it was very upsetting to them yeah yeah but well, I'll, obviously i'll do anything you know for us to be together you're and mother. that's it you're the mom. I, you as far them. as i'm concerned even though i didn't birth those two they're my whole life and i live for them and i'll do anything and i don't care you know i'll do it till the day i die so that's the story i love that yeah i live for them i got distracted but now we're on question two okay <laughs> who are you jealous of on instagram Oh, who am I jealous of on Instagram? Well, just because even though she's had so much plastic surgery, she just, and she is, I love the, I'm trying to think, is it Lily Galici? Just because she has so much fake hair and mm. she always looks so good and mm-hmm. she she just birthed the kid and she looks so skinny. <laughs> I just, but not that I want to look like her, but I just love everything about her. She's mm-hmm. so over the top. She's so fabulous. But also, who else? Um, how do you say her last name? Kara Farrick? How do you say oh, her last name? Rig- yeah. I love her life. She's fabulous. Yeah, she's that would one be of those great. OG bloggers. And now she's like in Italy. Yeah, from the blonde her. salad. And now she's living in Italy. That would be ideal. <laughs> My Joe, truthfully, would love to buy a place in Italy. That's, that's I'm his Sicilian goal. Life and it's goals. my dream. That's life goals for my job. Life goals. But uh, yeah, Kara Fair. Yeah, like her life looks pretty beautiful to me. Lastly, does anything trigger you on Instagram to make you feel depressed when you're scrolling? Anything ne- um, upsetting when there's a tragedy. When there's mm. a tragedy, a tra- you know, and people don't band together and people make it out about them or mm. some nonsense. And they fight about it. And they fight about it. That's very, very upsetting. When people can't band together, it's very upsetting. Does it affect you when people call your boobs saggy or say they hate you? No, I think it's kind of funny. Why? Because that I could raise such emotion in people, I get a kick out of it. And then, you know, the best part is then you go look at what they look like on Instagram. And (laughs) it's like, then you're just like, girl. You know how they say some people are made for TV and some aren't? I think you have the skin. Thank you. No, I do. I have tough skin. I did hear from my people that you might be have a huge season oh like you already were you. a breakout but thank this you. is exciting for you that's it's, why i wanted to have yes you. it's exciting it's exciting I, I, enjoy only, it. I only like very famous people that's <laughs> what I'm okay i'm gonna try not to disappoint you i'm gonna try and bring my a game for you <laughs> no Hannah. i am pumped i'm so pumped and i want to end with one final game because you've been doing pretty well but thank this you about to get real seven deadly sins my first question for you. What are you greedy about? My time. Why? Because I don't have a lot of free time. So I'm very greedy about my time. So are you when good I get at it, saying no to people? Horrible at saying no to people. Then how do you find time for yourself? I, I don't like, answer the phone. No, I don't. You know, then I don't answer the phone. I ghost people and they go berserk. But I can't help it. Sometimes so, I have to. Okay, so ignore is the best policy. Yes. I like that. Who are, you, who are you envious of in general? Not just Instagram. Who am I envious of in general? Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't really have envy of people. It's I'm just I feel like I'm very lucky. I I wish I I know that sounds like a pompous thing to say. No, it's I just not pompous. It's healthy. No, I don't have envy of people. I only good people deserve good things. And I you're wish, like a horse with blinders on. Yeah, seems like I, you're not competing with anyone. No, but I enjoy good things for good people. I want everybody. I wish everybody could have everything amazing that they deserve. I, you know, if an asshole has something good, you know, I would say, oh, they'll get theirs. It doesn't bother me. You have good energy. Thank you. What are you gluttonous about? <laughs> what am I gluttonous about? I know uh, you got your TV show on. What are you grabbing for? What do you I, overdo? I over oh shopping clothes. But you know, Joe is sometimes like slow your roll. I've been better. Sometimes parties, excessive, mm. excessive. I'm always throwing, having people. It's funny, but you don't drink. So you just go I to don't party because you like. To I see like people? to have people around. I'm always inviting. Mm-hmm. Like Joe said, this Thanksgiving we are not doing. You know, every Christmas I have 125 people over. So you have no social anxiety about that. No. You love. You get your energy from being around people. I love being around a lot What's of people. Your sign? I love to throw an event. Aries. Oh, okay, we get along. I'm Leo. Oh, I like it. <laughs> now, when was oh, the last oh. time you experienced wrath? Wrath? Anger. Oh, anger. I know, wrath. That's what I'm trying to say. When was I really <laughs> mad? I, oh, just the other day. What'd you do? Oh, my God. I threw a glass of water at my son. I was <laughs> livid. He was pissing me off. He what was saying crazy stuff. Oh, God. He was bitching me. God knows about what. And I just took like a glass of water. I'm like, shut your fucking pie hole. And I like threw water right you at him. You have By to the keep way, him on his toes. Wait, can I just tell you something? Yeah. It did not deter him. He just kept on talking. I mean, the Marge throwing a glass of water at someone in my house is not abnormal. I just, just got so you know. scared, but I guess it's a normal thing. I mean, I can throw a glass just to. He's probably he, good at dodgeball. You need to cool down. That People don't think that's abnormal of me. I've thrown my mother with a glass of water, my husband, my ex-husband. Have you thrown I threw a glass a- of the season yet? Not a glass. Okay. I haven't thrown the whole glass. Have Do you find yourself in the season when you get really angry trying to subdue yourself or you just let it go? I let it go. Good for you. Well, I don't... When I get really mad, I could talk in a calm tone. I'm not... The Melissa claims, you get loud. You get loud. I go, Melissa. Melissa's screaming across the... I say, you know, I say it in a calm... And then I, you know... I, I could say that a calm anger is scary. A calm, yes, a calm anger, and I think I scare people just with my tone. I love. I that. don't have to get all hysterical. You do have in your that face. boss tone. Where it's I like, can I speak to you for a second? Yeah, I could get. Be, I could be a condescending bitch, I make you feel like a stupid ass. That's in about my favorite two kind of bitch. It's my favorite. <laughs> when was the last time you were a sloth? Because I know you run a multi-million dollar business, but you got to get lazy sometimes. Oh yeah. I mean, have you seen my office? <laughs> last time I was a sloth on a daily basis. I'm just like, oh, Lindsay, put it on that chair. Oh, just stick it over. Do you there. think it's because you have a creative brain that? You... Yes, that's what I, I live tell in... my mom. Yes, I live in my closet. I get undressed. I throw shit on the floor. I don't care. I love. I'm that. like, when's the cleaning lady coming? Mom, lady. <laughs> See, I can't afford a cleaning lady yet, but when I do, you will. You will. <laughs> By the way, you work just so you have a cleaning lady. That's my theory. Yeah, I work just so I don't clean my own toilets. I love that. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. Yes. What was the last time you let your pride get in the way of something? Last time I let my pride get in the way of something. Probably with Joe. Mm. I think we've we've had a fight and I, I've stood my ground. Probably not even that long Do ago. Do you fight differently with him than your ex? Yes. You I don't curse at Joe. Well, I don't curse at Joe. So you have like a boundary. Like we have I'm a boundary. Gonna... I'm not going to go. I'm not going to say the vicious shit I used to say. I always what think... I used to say, I'm ash- sometimes I'm ashamed of the way I used to speak to my ex-husband. It's almost like once you break the barrier of like name calling and cursing, then it's broken and you lose that trust of like caretaking. Like you don't feel like it's not as nurturing. Yeah. Joe, I mean, maybe I said fucking you to him once, but he never curses at me. He never says those horrible things to me. I would never, I can't, I'd feel very bad. He'd be very hurt. He's very sensitive. 
I love a sensitive man. He's sensitive. Um, what was the last time you lusted over someone? Oh, I lust over my husband probably this weekend. This you weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still find him sexy? You oh, still yeah, I sex totally. Life? Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Him, you know, it's funny. Sometimes, like, if I'm too tired, he's like, Marge, we haven't had sex in three weeks. I'm like, Joe, it's like three hours. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of shit he says to me. Marge, da 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 you know? Do you have any advice to keep your sex life happy and healthy? I just think... You have to make it a priority. Mm. Sex has to be a priority. Mm -hmm. And you have to make time for it. Because the truth is, I'm too lazy after dinner because I don't like to have sex on a full stomach. I'm like, don't squeeze me. So we always have Mm. sex like before dinner, before we go out. We take a disco nap. I don't go Before Mexican, before Indian. Oh, yeah. Ooh, for sure. (laughs) Horrible. But I'm just saying you have to have sex regularly to keep it's it, important yeah. to keep it going i love that's that why, and have to alone time that's why joe and i shower together all the time really every but shower day. sex is kind of no we don't have sex and shower but the intimacy you have to keep the intimacy i up. love that you just you wash each other like no like i wash my hair i go under the water first he goes under the water we gossip because the phones aren't near you you're not answering the phone you could have nice talk i love that it's so romantic but this is the question do you have the same temperature preferences yes i like it hot and he likes it hot See, I've been in relationships where I like it hot and they don't. And it's just, it ends badly. That's a problem. That's when you want them to accidentally slip, you know? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) So we're going to end this podcast with one final question. Okay. A lot of people are listening in because they kind of, they want advice on how you've gotten to be successful and you've dealt with your demons. Do you have any kind of final thoughts of advice of how you cope with your hell? Yes. I think the best way to cope with your own personal hell is everybody should not be so hard on themselves because life is not people's Instagrams and everything is not greener on the other side. And don't be so hard on yourself and so judgmental. And I and I think that's what women and people in general do to themselves. And it's nothing is what it seems. And everybody has some struggle. And that's really how, how you deal with it. And take one day at a time. And live in the present because that's what it is. It's a present. And you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. And that's really how I deal with it. That's so beautiful. It's so true. Treat yourself the way you treat your best friend. I th- Become Hannah, your best that's friend. the best. You're right. Be compassionate. Honestly, you crushed hell. It Thank was, you. You're very comfortable. And I, I like being, being in hell with you, though. Being <laughs> like in hell with a gorgeous girl like this, you. Oh, thank you. I'm so happy you came. Now, tell me. Are you excited you. for the season? Very excited for the season. I have it marked on my calendar. Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Wednesday night, 9 p.m. And everyone watch Where the March Goes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank <laughs> you.